Morning, a very nice heavy company. Welcome to Friday morning on LBC 97.3. Just move this in a little bit closer. Sorry. They're very squ- no, they never make microphones that sort of... Actually, uh, listen to this. I mean, how stupid... Why didn't somebody got some WD-40? They never make them so that they sort of move silently. We used to have a system years ago. It was like, I think they, they've actually got it. They had it in the old classic FM studio, which is a series of pulleys, and the microphone sort of rose gently and then sort of descended. Nice to know everybody got their uh, A-level results yesterday. Krista was quite right, and Ian Dale was quite right. You know, all the pictures of a sort of attractive, you know, girls jumping up and down in the air. The photographer going, one, two, three, make those bosoms move. One, two, three, and up we go again. You know, and it's a nice, it's a nice photograph, but you'll never see the fat kid with spots on there going, look, I've got some great A-level results. Tom Daly did well. He got uh, Maths B, Spanish A, and Photography A. Photography, apparently, now is worth taking as an A-level. Have you ever heard anything so stupid in your entire life? Look through little hole, push button. Oh, you've got an A. It's clever, isn't it? You can do dance as well. Oh, that serves you. I've got no idea. Uh, and then we had Big Brother. Your name? Sally Burko. Uh, occupation? Don't have one. And, uh, and your purpose coming into the Big Brother house? I want to make a difference. I want to show people that I've got an opinion. And that's all she turned up to say. What a dreary line-up. What a dreary line-up. God in heaven. I don't think it's actually got any worse. Christo might have hit the nail on the head when he said that the money's gone on Amy Childs, who on the front page, as you've already heard, says, my boobs will win Big Brother. Certainly won't be your brains, love. That's a fact. Uh, Kerry Katona has been told to play the diva. So she's sort of playing the diva. Not a difficult part for her to play. But frankly, we've seen it all before, Kerry. You look old and haggard. And that, uh, that sort of butch lesbian type hairstyle that they've given you at the moment. I don't know what's going on there, love. It ain't working. It is not working at all. You've got Darren Lyons, a fat Australian who runs a, a picture clinic. Uh, where people sort of go and take pictures and then he sells them and that kind of stuff. Uh, Corey's Lucian Laviscount. Never heard of him. Apparently he did about three or four episodes of Coronation Street. Uh, model Bobby Sable, Bobby's 23 model, uh, last tweeted that he was uh, doing a photo shoot in Stoke Newington. So we've done extremely well in our career. He's with Elite Models and he wanted to go in there so that people would say, so they wouldn't be saying, Bobby who? I'm afraid we're not going to be saying that afterwards, love, are we, really? Gypsy Paddy Doherty, apparently a bare-knuckle fighter. A rather silly little girl's blouse, if you ask me, with an equally ridiculous family. Amy Child said on going in, how thick do you have to be? I'm looking for love. Well, let's face it, dear, unless you're going to bed down with Kerry Katona, the other ones are out of your uh, league. Bobby Sable, uh, I think, has a girlfriend. Uh, Pamela Bark, who was married to the Hoff, claimed to, claimed to phone there. Tara Reid, still not working. Darren Lyons, I think, married. Sally Burko, well, she'd do anything for a photo shoot, uh, and Lucian Laviscount, uh, because you have to take Je- Jedward out of the equation, because Jedward, 19, never had girlfriends. They don't do girlfriends. Don't do girlfriends. I don't know why they don't do girlfriends. Perhaps because they're so into each other. But uh, I predict they're going to be very, very, very irritating, and very shortly uh, we'll be inviting Kerry Katona to sit on them in the bath, under the, holding them under the water. Uh, and apart from that, it was, uh, it was just a bit dreary. Kerry Katona turned... I mean, where do these people get these frocks from? I mean, she looked like she'd been dressed by somebody who had no idea. A ridiculous outfit. When you've got legs like sequoias, don't wear a dress like this, Kerry. It's not you, love. You know, you can't make, you know, a silk purse out of a sow's ear. Jed would turn up in another one of their comedy fancy dress outfits. Because we're Jedwards. And we both wear the same outfit. A little bit of a worry, I'm afraid, there. Uh, Darren Lyons is just uh, just a big-headed bloke. And uh, Sally Burko got the word desperate stamped all over her. The world's most boring woman. Not surprising that John stayed on holiday in India, because everybody be going, John, saw your wife on telly. What an embarrassment. What an embarrassment. Brian Dowling 
it has to be said. I predict will last about three weeks. You've never seen such a bad host. I didn't... I mean, we'd, we'd said before that Brian's career, I'm afraid, was actually better when he was pushing a trolley up and down the aisle on Ryanair going tea, coffee, duty-free. And that was pushing his limits, I'm afraid. Just yet another gay boy on the television presenting a programme like a demented... Uh, like a demented ostrich, I'm afraid, is, is not good enough. Every programme he's done has failed in the ratings. Every single programme he's done has not endeared itself to the public. Why they bothered putting him on this? I guess, perhaps he works cheap. Perhaps he works cheap. I've no idea. But uh, nice to see them all turning up. And, uh, and Paddy Doherty, who apparently sort of, you know, is sort of very true to... And has never lived in a house before. What a bore you are, Paddy, already. What an embarrassment to everybody. Um, Pamela Bark is just famous for being the ex-wife of David Hasselhoff. And uh, she says, I want to be known as something other than the Hoff's ex-wife. But you're not, dear. You are known as the Hoff's That's what you're in there for. Nobody knows who you are apart from that. Kerry Katona, famous for sticking half a Columbia up her nose and uh, boring the pants off everybody, including her own children, with tales of her exploits of how she's wasted loads and loads of money. Uh, Tara Reid, I'd, I'd heard the name, but I didn't know who she was, to be honest. Turns out she was in the hit movie American Pie. How many years ago was that? And she's a lad's pin-up. Oh, dear. That's the best you can manage. And um, Sally Burko, just desperately sad, I'm afraid. Desperately sad, but interesting. And no doubt we will be watching. I should be watching little bits of it. It's, it's a shame that they don't have the catch-up overnight, because I, d- I did flip on. And I did uh, think, oh, perhaps they'll be running a feed. And I suddenly remembered, no, they're not running a feed overnight, are they? They're not actually doing it, which, which could boost the ratings. Because apart from that, I think with Brian Dowling's bad presentation, I think it's going to, um, it's going to falter this one. Uh, here are three girls jumping up in the air. Big smiles on their faces. I don't know why they have to jump up in the air to, to celebrate at Withington Girls School in Manchester. But well done. A's are easy. The hard bit now is finding a job, of course. Yes, it was never difficult to get the qualifications. They've taught you everything. It's now going out there and actually finding somebody who, A, wants to employ you and, uh, and B, offers you a job that you're interested in. Uh, all set to kick off with Anyways Essex. There's a few old numpties in the paper today who are desperate to get their boyfriends in on the act. Uh, Mark writes, still dreaming of fame in Hollywood, and I predict it will happen. I predict that fame will happen for Mark Wright in Hollywood. You will get the job with McDonald's and you will be able to ask, do you want fries with that? Which will be very, very popular. Uh, Elton John... On a boat. This is an old picture, actually. I've seen this picture before. This, is, this must be a month old in the Daily Star today, on holiday in, in the Med, with the baby. Because if the camera pulls back, you can see all their friends with them. So it's, it's an old picture, but uh, never let the uh, Daily Star spoil it uh, by actually having a current picture. Uh, Thelma and uh, Louise suicide. This is a car couple who drove off the cliff. They smashed through a hole in the fence, and um, their, their blue Renault went straight through. Dreadful shame, actually. They must have made some sort of pact or something like that. We'll probably never know. Uh, other stories today. The benefit cheats. Here he is. His name's Brian Riley. And he's been living the life of Riley in Sri Lanka. Married a, married a Sri Lankan girl. So you bet your bottom dollar he's one of these old men who goes for the younger type. And uh, he's, never, he's never worked. He just claims money. Claiming that he couldn't get out of the house and everything else. But, of course, he had to come back here. Why? Because he's fallen ill. So... Uh, he also stole £77,000. Uh, he tried to get a £30,000 six-month confiscation order reduced because he felt it was too high, but the bid has been thrown out. And uh, they've now said he'll have to sell his home in Sri Lanka, which, of course, is good news because then we might actually get our money back. He was jailed before because the magistrate said, you owe 20,000 quid. And he said, OK, I'll pay that back. 
He didn't, of course. So uh, I think back to prison for you, Mr Riley. So it will not be the life of Riley. And Harry Potter. Yes, Dan's out there and he's got a girlfriend. And apparently she's the daughter of a painter and decorator. Some of the, uh, the papers are saying, who is she? She's the daughter of a painter and decorator. I can tell you that now. Uh, Sally Burko. Dreadful embarrassment to everybody, I'm afraid. Um, came in here to do the papers. Wasn't much cop at that either. And, uh, and she's John's wife. That's all you could say is he's probably suffering with head in hands, trying to explain to the children why Mummy's a little bit desperate, but doesn't actually have anything to say. She says here that she actually wants to go in here to prove to people that she's fairly outspoken. No, dear, you just come over as sad and desperate and lonely, I'm afraid. Kerry Katona comes over as that as well, so you'll find out in the house that you're going to be way down the pecking order. I mean, even Paddy Doherty, occupation, traveller and father of five, doesn't actually have a job. Doesn't actually have a job, but apparently he's a born-again Christian. Yes, we saw the actions of the so-called born-again Christians in the traveller movement when they trashed some farmer's farm. That was all a little bit worrying, wasn't it, for everybody? Anyway, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. I'm sure you saw Big, Big Brother last night, and you're probably looking forward as well to seeing the X Factor. Although it's all kicking off there with some bloke who was rude to Talisa. He turned up, I think, at an X Factor before, because somebody said to me they'd seen him before. And, um, and he'd been kicked out with his board because he can't sing. He's, he's one of these stupid people. They keep coming back. And, of course, it makes television. Because the moment the producers should have seen him there, they got no, you've been on before, goodbye. But they don't. They put him on and film him because they're making a television programme. You must understand this from the start. All the people who are on there for the next few weeks will be the silly ones. There might be one or two. You might find a, another Susan Boyle type or Gareth Gates or Will Young. He's got a new album out very shortly. But, but you will be looking predominantly at the silly people, the people who are going to shout abuse. And this one shouts abuse at Talisa. He calls her all sorts of names because she took over from Cheryl. And uh, he's a silly little girl's blouse. We'll, we'll name him and shame him on this programme later on. But he will be appearing on the television. They will show it because they're making a television programme and they're looking for ratings. And after the disaster that ITV have had over the past few months with everything tailing off, Loose Women has lost its audience, mainly, I think, because of Colleen Nolan. She was so bloody useless and didn't have a, um, an opinion on anything at all. Her and uh, Denise Welsh, I think they, they, they should have kicked them off years ago. Denise Welsh just looks like a drunk the day after, I'm afraid, and as we've got more pictures of her in the gutter, a little bit embarrassing, and then sort of sits there drooling over male guests. It's a, it's a rather sad programme, which has lost its way somehow. A little bit like this morning. A little bit like this morning, when, you know, they started... I mean, to put Eamon Holmes on there, another man who's never rated on a TV programme. Tries desperately hard, and I'm sure he's very sweet and lovely and cuddly. Certainly looks cuddly. But uh, it, it just doesn't rate. Just doesn't rate at all. Lynn said, I turned off when Kerry came in Big Brother. After she needed a drink because she was shaking, obviously starting as she means to go on, Brian looked like he needed to go to the loo very qu- quickly. Yes, I, I don't predict very much, I'm afraid, for um, for the host of the programme. I think they, they should suddenly realise that Channel 5, he ain't no presenter. He is just a trolley dolly. And, and anything more than that taxes him. But he's very good friends with Vernon Kay. So perhaps he could get hints from Vernon... Oh, no, wait a minute, he can't, because Vernon Kay's never had a programme that's rated either. I don't know, it's all going pear-shaped, isn't it? But going quite well for the rest of us at quarter past five. <laughs> These are the headlines. Two teenage boys have been arrested on suspicion of the murder of a 14-year-old in Enfield. Leroy James was stabbed in Ponders End Park on Wednesday. 
Renewed fears for the global economies led to a slump in stock markets. The UK, US and Europe have all been affected after £62 billion was wiped off the value of FTSE shares. And a fall in petrol prices is failing to match the drop in the wholesale cost of fuel, according to the AA. Their research shows it should have dropped by about three pence a litre, but the average is less than a penny. Check on the roads. Jay Louise. Thank you, Steve. Good morning. Morning, everybody. 19 minutes past five. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's LBC 97.3. It's nice to have your company. Are you well? Good. I don't really care. I'm just asking, actually. I'm not medically qualified. I just sort of like to ask in the morning, just in case you're lying there going, actually, really, my back hurts a lot. You know, like you can phone me up and I can sort of go, well, this is what's the matter with it. You know, I've got no idea of any of this sort of stuff. Sort of bad enough trying to sort out my own illnesses. Uh, so we've, we've decided Brian Dowling, terrible TV presenter. In fact, even Stuart... Uh, was watching it. He's, he's going to continue watching because it is car crash television. And he said, Brian Dowling is shockingly bad. So awful. I don't think he's going to last the whole series. But yes, I will be watching the whole thing. Well, you have to, really, don't you? I just, I, I just love the, the stupidity and the, and the desperation of all of them. A couple of people have, uh, you know, been pulling poor Sally Burko apart. I mean, she's so desperate. You know, she can't make it. She's a failed... I think she stood as a Labour candidate. Failed there, didn't she? She's really not much cop at anything at all. She's very good at embarrassing John. Very good at embarrassing John. But there again, she's, uh, she's probably... This is her little bit of fame. So when she sort of gets out and waves, you think, oh, go back inside again, please, love. Do us all a favour. So uh, there they are on the front page. The, uh, the desperate... I mean, abs- it doesn't even go to D-list. We're kind of off the scale with Kerry Katona looking old and haggard now, Kerry. It's, it's about time that you've got a proper job. Uh, perhaps ironing or something like that, or stacking shelves, uh, or getting a job in a restaurant as a waitress. that would keep the weight down, wouldn't it, for you? Gypsy Paddy Doherty. Pfft, who gives a stuff? Um, movie babe Tara Reid. Looking a bit old, I'm afraid, recently. Poor little model Bobby Sable. If it turns out to be heterosexual, it'll be a bit of a miracle, because normally the Big Brother house throw in a few sort of gay guys just to sort of upset the apple cart. But this one's a bit top-heavy. Jedward aren't remotely interested in S.E.X. Lucian Laviscount, nobody's ever heard of before, so he must have a friend at Channel 5. Uh, Darren Lyons is another one who's a little bit desperate. He's a little bit like that bloke who... um, What's his blooming... I can't remember what his name is now. But he sort of he used to do celebrity gossip on Sky, and, and then they got rid of him because he was rubbish. <laughs> and um, and he, he turns up in Metro, and I can't remember his name, actually. But uh, he's another one, sort of desperate for fame, and it kind of eludes these people. And Darren Lyons dyes his hair different colours. All he is is just a fat Aussie who's unattractive, you know, and he works for... He's got a picture agency, and that's it. Uh, Pam Bark, and that's it. And Amy Childs, my boobs will win Big Brother. I don't think they will, love. I don't think they will. But um, after the news yesterday, and just to, just to change the subject and sort of mention the editorial in The Sun today, they talk about Leroy James, knife to death. Now, to be honest with you, it was in a park. Uh, two boys aged, I think, 14 and 15 are being questioned about the crime. And it's now got out of hand. It's now all these kids are carrying knives. It seems to me that everybody's carrying a knife, even when they've been told don't carry knives, because they think it's all big and clever, don't they? They all think it's big. You see them on the television, they think it's big and clever being interviewed, talking about their knife crime and all carry knives. And you're thinking, you're just pillocks, aren't you? That's all you are. Leroy was the youngest of ten teenagers murdered in the capital this year. Ten already. Ten. We saw gang culture at work, say the sun in the rights. We see it on the streets every day. Decent families terrorised in their homes. The gangs are spreading their menace fast. As we report today, police estimate there are 169 gangs in London alone. Detectives have compiled a chilling list of six rules that dominate gang life, from the use of extreme violence to girls submitting to sex out of fear or in return for protection. 
given the evil that gangs do, why don't show business and the retail industry distance themselves from this culture? And they say, instead, influential teen icon, <laughs> not in my books, Cher Lloyd, teams up on her album with a notorious rapper whose lyrics glorify shooting rivals dead. Yeah, but she's stupid. Nobody will care. In another three months' time, people at The Sun, nobody will care about Cher Lloyd. She's a has-been. Probably she hasn't been anywhere. Nobody's interested in that kind of stuff. N-dub star Tulisa is paraded as a role model when she cheerfully has admitted stealing and taking drugs. Yeah, she's in the paper today. Yeah, I took handbags. I'm sorry for that. Well, I tell you what, why don't we come round and smash your windows in tonight and then go, sorry, bit young. You know, in ten years' time, maybe I'll kind of grow up. You know, because they're not role models, these people. Brands like Nike and Adidas were the first choice for rioting looters. They can't help being popular, but why don't the firms speak out strongly against the gang scene? Do you remember seeing the paper the other day? Was it uh, Abercrombie & Fitch? have appealed to somebody who's in Geordie Shaw not to wear their clothing because they think the people who appear in these reality programmes, apart from the fact they're low-rent and cheap, they don't want their clothes cheapened, thank you very much indeed. So they've said to this bloke, listen, we'll give you money not to wear our stuff. Don't wear it on television. You won't ever see Jordan being able to wear exotic clothes. That's why she wears low-rent stuff. She can't wear exotic stuff because nobody wants her wearing it. If she went into, I don't know, Gucci or whatever, and said, can I say, mm, God, no, you're joking. You're the wrong image for us. You want people like you. Even Burberry would balk at the idea. So you have to pitch your market. And for Abercrombie and Fitch, I mean, they wouldn't want me wearing their clothes either, to be honest with you. Um, For me to sort of go in there and wear their clothes, they'd go, definitely not, you're way too old. And there's certain, certain levels. But if you're in a low-rent show, like The Only Way is Essex, or uh, even even the Chelsea one, I think, and Geordie Short, they don't want people wearing their clothes. Because then people associate bad behaviour and drinking and sluttish women... With, with sort of these clothes. You can imagine how awful it would be. Imagine how awful it would be. Alan and Hove. I watched Big Brother, didn't see one celebrity, but did wonder why the suit Brian wore didn't fit. A little bit too tight. Yeah, he's, he's prone to being a fat boy. That's the trouble with poor Brian. Dad. That's exactly the same as um, Jade Goody's ex, uh, ex li- little Jeff Brazier, who's wearing clothes a little bit too small for him. I mean, admittedly, the other day he didn't wear the, uh, the bow tie, but the bags under the eyes are getting worse and worse. It'll be cosmetic surgery soon, because he does look slightly odd, because he, he looks like some little toy you wind up. He's not all there in the head department, I'm totally convinced. Uh, Steve forgot to turn the alarm clock off for work. 5am on my birthday. Still, might mean I have a, a longer day off. Yes, I'm hoping to get my car back today. It went in the other day. And because uh, I had a couple of little things, that I had one of my DVD screens, one of my DVD screens, anyway, uh, went out, so I've got to have, uh, have that sorted out, and I'm having the alloys done again, because I like the alloys to look pristine, and, and a blasted switch thing fell out. In the overhead, the overhead compartment, there's a, there's a bank of switches for bringing up the sat-nav and doing this and doing that and singing and dancing and the sink comes up in the shower and all the rest of it, and, and one of the blasted things fell out. I pushed it too hard. And it came off in my... Oh, God. And somebody said to me, you know, with so many switches and everything else, you could, it's, it is possible to be a little bit heavy-handed. So it fell off and it fell under the seat. So, of course, me, I think what you do is you just find it under the seat, which they did, and you push it back in again. Sadly, don't work like that on my car. It's got a complete new unit with the bank of switches in it because they're all fixed in. So they're getting that for today, and then hopefully Pete and Jerry and Steve and everybody else will sort of, you know, do their best to get the car back today. Because I quite fancy having it back for the weekend. But if the weather's going to be as rubbish as I think it is, um, I don't think I'll bother getting it washed. <laughs> I, t- I try to get it washed every week, actually. I felt immensely sorry, and this, this poor woman, the widow of the British shark attack victim, Ian Redman, said last night, because she was... They'd asked the receptionist, they said, is it safe for swimming? Uh, you know, what about sharks? And this woman 
who quite clearly must have known they'd had a shark attack only a short while ago, said, no, no, it's perfectly, perfectly safe around here, it's fine, in the Seychelles. Well, of course it wasn't, he was taken by a shark, and he was snorkelling, she could see him snorkelling, and then all of a sudden he came up and screamed, and she thought he was joking. Do you remember we had that girl the other day in Russia, and she's on the phone to her mother, she's being attacked by a brown bear, and because brown bears don't know how to kill people... They, you know, fish, they just, they, 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 they put their paws in and grab them. Unlike lions and tigers, who, who grab round the throat and suffocate the victim, uh, and the prairie dogs, who just rip their victim apart alive, brown bears do the same. They're not like polar bears, who literally just go for the throat. So this poor girl's on the phone to her mother in Russia, and this bear is eating her alive, and she's screaming down the phone. Her mother thought it was a joke again. You know, having a bit of a laugh. No, it's eating me alive, and it hurts. And, and that's how it was with this, uh, with this shark. He screams. Eventually, they get him out of the water. And he's alive in the boat. She goes rushing over to see him. And the fisherman goes, no, 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 no. And she goes, I'm, I'm his wife. And he's alive at that moment. But he's losing so much blood. It was, it was really not going to be a satisfactory end for him. There was no way he was going to pull through because of the horrendous injuries. But she said to him, because his eyes were open, she said, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I love you. It's going to be fine. And you think, what else can you say to somebody in, the, in that situation? He died a few minutes later. She, but she said, at least I told him that I loved him, which made all the difference. LBC 97.3 <laughs> Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. 28 minutes to, uh, to six is the time. We're still angry. We're still angry about the petrol prices because it's come... Do you know the, the petrol companies who rip you off, and they are ripping you off, because when, when, when petrol goes up, the price rise is in immediately. You can guarantee it'll be announced on the news at five o'clock. By five past five, they're out there putting the price up. When petrol comes down in price... Uh, they drag their heels because they want to rip you off and cheat you. And that's what they do. You should vote with your feet at petrol stations. Even if it's a regular one, you, move, you go, go somewhere else, find it cheaper. Should have been 3p cheaper. They've struggled to make it go a penny. They're just cheating and it's not good. Let's of course you think differently. 84850, stevenlbc.co.uk. And just one more thing. There are two dolls on sale in, I think it's Hamley's. And it's supposed to be Prince William and Kate. They're dreadful. They look appalling. I mean, who in their right mind... I mean, they look as though they've wandered out of some ghastly horror movie. Oh, that's terrible. What's wrong with her head? Well, I don't know. She's, I mean, she looks a bit peculiar. Toy Boy Wills is decked out in a replica of the prince's red uniform, as made in China, no doubt. And uh, the dolls come at a price of £99.95 for the bride and the mannequin of her dreams. Oh, dear me. Treadful. Mind you, I suppose in the doll world they probably don't look too bad. Difficult to say. I never had dolls. Never had, never had an action man either. Because you're a boy, Steve. Never had nothing. Well, we're action man were for boys. What kind of? The action man, the dolls with Special his moving kind eyes. Of boys. He had he had roving eyes and he had different outfits you could put on him. <laughs> so you did have one, really? You just didn't tell anybody. We never anybody. had anything like that. I mean, I don't think we ever got. We didn't have any sort of those sort of I things. Didn't have an action man either. Funny didn't enough. have even toy soldiers. I have toy. Yeah, I had toy soldiers. I had Lego. Yeah, we had Lego too, but we never had the sort of the, the toys that we should have had. I think I was deprived as a child, actually. I didn't need to go back to my parents when I meet them in heaven eventually and go, I think you really, really screwed up big time in the toy department. I think you had Ludo and Snakes and that. Did you have a compendium of games? We did have. We did have at the top of our cupboard. I had my cupboard in my room. I can see it now. And above that, because you had to stand on a chair to get to the top bit, and that's where all your games were. Mm. So you'd have Monopoly and Ludo and a compendium, and you'd have dice and a roulette thing, and, you know, all that the kind of stuff that you'd get out when, when they would go, it's raining, 
So you can't go out to play. Like yesterday. Like yesterday. Apparently it rained. I, don't, I never saw it. And, and, then, and then you would sit down and play games. Mm. And it, we would play Monopoly. We like Monopoly. So they don't do that anymore. They now go out and loot shops. Yes. And riot in yes. the streets. Well, why don't they play games? What, what's the... You know, Christmas time, I have to be honest, there's nothing better. And we do it... In fact, we actually did it at Chris and Sharon's last, last Christmas. Mm. We had a game, and I can't remember where it came from. Did I buy it, or did my brother get it, or somebody got it? And it was a, like a ball. Yeah. And you unwrapped the ball with paper, and then there'd be a little bit of paper saying, you now have to name three movies or whatever else. And each unwrapping yeah. came with a different task. Stand on one leg and hop. And then there was, at one point, there was a piece of paper you folded out, and you had to... It was really clever, and I can't remember where the heck it came from, but it was a brilliant... Do you Christmas put it all thing. back together again? No, or? no, you just throw it away That's there. it, then. Yeah, Clever. It's, it's like a throwaway yeah. toy. And all these bits of paper, and then mm. there was one, mm. there was bits of string in there, and you had to do something with the string. Mm. And so I thought, oh, you know, interesting. So we, uh, we had that. And then I could think of nothing nicer than sitting down with a bowl of satsumas and some quality street and playing cards. What's the matter with that? Turn the television off. It's the same old rubbish you saw last year, anyway. True. And then, and just play games. We used to play cards quite a lot, yeah. actually. We used to play Rummy, mm. Whist, Whist, Newmarket... Oh, or Newmarket. I've never been able to play that. I, I loved Rummy. Now. Yeah, I, I loved, loved Rummy. Rummy. We used to call it threes and fours. Yeah. Yeah, three of one and four of the other. Yeah. Or you got a, a, a flush. You yeah. used to get a whole suit. And then the other one. What was the other one? Which was sort of, you'd, you'd, you'd split the pack up and, and you'd look at your cards. And the idea was to get rid of all your cards. Yeah. And so you'd, so you'd, so you'd take out three and you'd go, three sevens. And somebody go, Cheat. And then, and if you had, you had to pick up all the cards on the mm. table. So it, it would build up and build up. And the idea was that when you got to the end, you had to make sure you weren't cheating because you didn't want to end up with all the cards. You'd go, um, two twos. And you'd look around pleadingly and somebody would go, no, I think you're telling the truth there. And you'd think, well, thank God I got away with that one. And then they'd go, three aces. And you go, cheat. <laughs> and they had to pick up the whole lot. So it's, it was a cheat, I think it was called. Good game. Why, simple. simple. I, I still play Patience. Well, you have to, you know, you start off with the same. Well, you, you have turn to over. do it by yourself. You sit there. <laughs> exactly. There we are, Matt. Do you well, play pick-up sticks? No, not now, I don't. I oh, used to, though. Pick-up sticks was great. Yeah. And I like the other one. Jenga. Jenga. I like Jenga. I hated that. I can't do it in my hands because of my drugs and everything else. <laughs> I, could, I could knock the tower down in a second. <laughs> oh, I love Jenga. Really? Jenga's brilliant, yeah. They do a garden version of Jenga, which is quite nice, and you, you can do it Giant outside. Jenga. Giant Jenga. Mm. Which also was a little bit chavvy. I could never play know. chess, though. Have you ever played chess? No, and I've had chess sets over the years. I've often thought, I've watched people playing. I thought, what a good ga- game to while away mm. a journey. I've had magnetic chess, miniature yep. chess, chess chess, every, every sort of chess you can think of, and I've never understood anything about the game. My dad did teach me, but I can't remember how to play it. Oh, I never learned It's very that. hard. What's the other one that they play? You often used to see people on aeroplanes playing it quite a lot. Draft? No. Yeah, back up. Backgammon. Backgammon. You know, where you, it's like, almost look, looks like, you know, those, the black and white. Never understood what that was either. Never understood that. that that's very popular. Mahjong. You've oh, seen that being played? No. Oh, when I used to work at the uh, United Biscuits factory, um, all, all the black guys upstairs who worked on the factory floor, when they'd go upstairs, they'd be playing uh, either dominoes or mahjong. Are they similar? Well, quite. So you slam them down on the table, oh, whatever you do. That yeah. slapping down. Yeah. Of the th- sorry. <laughs> uh, it, it really was quite noise, but fascinating to watch. I used to love dominoes. The dominoes are great. Dominoes you still play dominoes now. I know, but nobody buys none. them. Well, no, but do they? Are you sure people are not playing something similar online or on their computers or on their iPads? Because I play Scrabble all the time do on bars and on the tube on my phone. Nick Abbott came in the other day. And uh, we went out for a cup of coffee, me, Nick, and Christian, and Raj, and uh, Anthony Davis. And he was doing the crossword. 
Hmm. And he gets us... He'd been in the building about an hour and a half. We get over the road and he, he looked at me and he went, I haven't got any of these answers at all. I said, it's obviously defeated you, hasn't it? You need to go for the junior crossword. You know, pick pick something. Because I can't do crosswords either. I used I've to got the, no idea. I used to do the one in the evening standard. Well, like, years ago, I'm going back yeah. when I first started work. On the yeah. tube, I used to do the one in the evening standard. But the people that create them, hmm. they're very clever, you know, because they do loads and loads and loads of them. Yeah. Oh, I, I did used to have a couple regularly on LBC on my programme who invented games. And a lot of them were very, very... One of their famous ones was Who's in the Bag, mm. uh, which was very popular. And they did loads and loads of games. But the, <laughs> but the games market... Is, is big abroad. They will actually go yes. out and people will play games. And in this country, I think there's a club you can join where you go round there and that there are people playing Monopoly all in one house. Like, like there is a pudding club where you go out and people only eat desserts. Oh, and they'll eat... Lovely. That's all they eat. And they're aficionados of... In fact, there's a corduroy club. I think that's somewhat <laughs> different. But uh, all I these thought, people are members of clubs, which I, is good. I thought the pudding club was when you were, you were pregnant. Well, that's what I thought. <laughs> Turned out not to be. Uh, Steve says, Paul, I didn't bother to even tune in to watch the launch of Big Brother. Have, uh, However, have noted a couple of things. Whilst listening to Christo, I always, same as yourself, have a quick peep at CFAX to see what's going on, who's died. In the entertainment section, I had one of their longer articles about Big Brother 5. Seems to think they have a realistic chance of getting 20 million viewers for it. But even if they were alive today, we know that Morecambe and Wise wouldn't get that now. There are too many TV stations. Also, in defending the decision not to stream the show live, they reckon that rather than watch the broadcasting, they were relying on Facebook, Twitter and the rest to attract interest. Uh, I've just had a look at my Facebook, the main page, usually a few comments, but this time, nothing. And by the way, I hear Polly Perkins is to arrive on EastEnders. Nice to see her back on the television. Yes, she was in El Dorado. That was the last major role she uh, she had. And uh, lots of people already say the writing may be on the wall for Corrie. Could EastEnders be going the same way? I watched a bit of um, Emmerdale the other night, and all I kept thinking was they're rather lame, bad storylines. And Coronation Street, uh, I think they've lost their way. EastEnders, I think, have lost their way a little bit. Uh, Polly Perkins going back in as David Essex announces he's coming out of EastEnders, to go back singing again. He's decided that his, his first love is singing. You remember he was over the road here at the Garrick in all the fun of the fair, and then he left that, so it carried out. He was struggling a bit, because, to be honest with you, it, it didn't... You know, people, I think, want to see more of David Essex, not people singing his songs. Hold me close, don't let me go. Well, sounds like he's got laryngitis, poor soul, but he's going out on tour, one of these 70s revival things, and he'll, he'll probably do very well... But he, he is coming out of EastEnders. And to be honest with you, all it is is people behaving badly. I'm surprised they haven't had a riot, actually, over there. They've had one out, you know, in the real world. Perhaps EastEnders should reflect what we see on the telly, because I thought that's what they always claimed it did. Um, Hollyoaks has had some pretty good storylines. I don't it? watch any of these programmes. I don't watch Hollyoaks now. But Hollyoaks is very, very good. They've got a very, very intricate one with uh, a man from Northern Ireland. You know, how are, how are you? you? Thank yeah. you. And uh, he's come over to the mainland of Britain, and he's... He has left his wife and children in uh, Northern Ireland and has fallen in love with the guy who was in The Dancing on Ice. He's gay. Who's gay. Oh, him, yes, yeah. I've seen that one, yes. And they've been having a bit of a ding-dong. So he's left his wife and children. Mm, yeah, and now his wife and his son has come over right. and kind of caught them. There's been big ultimatums and all sorts of things going oh. on. And that's in Hollyoaks. Well, Hollyoaks has always pushed the boundaries, haven't they? And they they, they've always done those sort of storylines. They've always liked, you know, to get the blokes to get their shirts off and the girls, yeah. they've always portrayed as sex <laughs> symbols. And that's why they, they shove them into the Dancing on Ice programmes. And we go, who are you? And they go, I'm in Hollyoaks. And we've now taken it as written that if it's somebody you don't know, they'll be in Hollyoaks. Yes. 
or, or if they weren't in Hollyoaks, they'll end up in Coronation Street. Yeah. Or later in EastEnders. Well, the bloke who's in Big Brother <laughs> was in Coronation Street for about five episodes. That was it. And he's and you think, well, who are you? He must know somebody. Somebody must have twisted arms or paid money to get him in there. It's the Tara. Who's that Tara woman? Tara, she's an actress. Well, what has she been in? She was in American Pie. I don't know if that means ago. she was in a pie, or <laughs> it was an American pie. I don't know. I mean, because I'm looking at her thinking, I've heard of her, but I've got no idea who she is. I've never heard of her. I've never even seen the films. I, so. I keep thinking that she's Tara Newley, who's no, Joan Collins' daughter. That's right. No, it's Tara Reed. They say movie babe. Movie babe, obviously not working. <laughs> a little bit like, sort of, Jedward, who, you know, they must have a whole <clears> wardrobe. <throat> I'm sorry. I think it's fine when, sort of, twins are... A young five and six to wear matching outfits, not when they're nineteen-year-old boys, because they just look like complete planks. So they're an act, Steve. It's an act. No, they haven't like got a wardrobe. This all the time. They've got costumiers. But they like this all the time. I know they're they just... are. Well, that's all they've got, haven't they? We know they can't sing. No, exactly. Because they tried. They went on tour. Yes, they did. But they went on only tour. because they only went on tour because of their popularity. It's yeah. called milking it, oh, milking uh, everything you've got. Louis Walsh is absolutely milking it. But to be honest with you, I mean, you look at them and you think. I don't know what I think, actually. <laughs> to be honest I with think you, they're going to probably be quite fun. They'll liven up the house. They'll be like the bubbles in the bath. Yeah. Hopefully, Kerry Katoni won't be in the bath at the time they create oh, the I bubbles. Oh, to be honest with you, I'm sick to death of that disgusting woman. Her and her disgusting mother don't, and anything like that. Don't you think she looks interested. like um, uh, that Nielsen woman? No, with a new haircut. Nielsen, no. They look very similar. No, She's Brigitte a short Nielsen version. Is, is slim. Uh, Kerry Katoni is short and fat. Well, that's um, because uh, the other woman is very, yeah, very, very tall, isn't she? But, but I mean, their hair is very similar. putting in the Hoff's ex-wife. All very worrying. Anyway, 84850, steve at uk. Uh, Noreen says, I haven't got a clue who the American girl is in Big Brother. Well, not exactly A-list, although you have to love Jedward. And who's touring next year? Peter Noon is touring next spring. Five years since he last toured. Yeah, we had him on In Conversation. In Conversazione. I can hardly wait... You'll have Brian Highland, sealed with a Chris, Chris Montez, the more I see you, uh, Brian Poole and the Tremolo, well, minus the Tremolos, and Vanity Fair, live for the sun. Have a fantastic Saturday. Noreen, you as well. Hope Brian's well. Hope everything's well in everybody's world, because it's coming up to quarter to six. These are the headlines. Two teenage boys have been arrested on suspicion of the murder of 14-year-old Leroy James in Enfield. The boys aged 14 and 15 are being held after Leroy was stabbed in Ponders End Park on Wednesday afternoon. The Guardian newspaper reports that sentences handed out to suspects over the London riots are 25% longer than average. They compared them to the jail, to the jail terms given for similar offences last year. And David Cameron has called and joined the leaders of America, France and Germany in calling on Syria's president to step down. They say Bashar al-Assad should end the violence and resign in the best interests of the country. Have a check on the state of the roads. Jay Louise. Thank you, Steve. And not a good start, I'm afraid, for the... M- Morning, every 13 minutes to uh, 6. A feature in The Sun today talks about uh, the anarchy in the UK and the nation who's given its verdict on the justice. You've just heard in the news that the sentences given to the rioters are 25% up on similar offences same time last year. But 8 in 10 Britons have backed the tough sentences. 81% reckon the punishments are either about right or too soft. This is a YouGov survey. Uh, Some people who stole cigarettes got 18 months. Yesterday, a looter got 16 months for stealing a box of Krispy Kreme donuts. Thomas Downey had only got out of jail the day before. A TV actor who played a policeman in Channel 4's Shameless was jailed for two years by the same court. Dad of four, Anthony Winder, grabbed an ornamental dog from the city's Shirovsky Crystal store. He told the police who nicked him, what a... 
buffoon I've been. I can't understand that sentiment. Another to get two years, David Swarbrick, who stole £25 of oil of Olay from Manchester's quality save store. I mean, these people are being done for pinching stupid items. But when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, whether you pinch a Maserati car or a packet of Krispy Kremes, you're still a thief, Okay, Makes no difference what you've nicked. One girl was sent to prison because her flatmate had nicked some clothes and she was caught wearing them. Now, I'm sorry, you know if something's nicked. And if you wear it, you're as bad as the person who's, who's nicked it. There's a bloke here... In North London, dad of two, accused of stealing £11,000 worth of gear from Comet. This man's been remanded in custody. A boy of 12 has looted an off-licence, stuffed his pockets with fags. Mm. A 12-year-old boy got a nine-month referral order. And then a 15-year-old who admitted burgling a hi-fi store in the same street said, my mum's going to kill me. Good. And there's three more pictures of more that you can shop. The terminally stupid, and we clear them off the streets. So as far as I'm concerned, I, I couldn't care less how long they spend in prison. Might actually kick-start them into doing something with their life. Take away the benefits. And, uh, and the, the other good news is the Notting Hill Carnival will go ahead, but they're going to shut down at 7 o'clock at night. All the sound systems off at 7 at night. Quite right, too. Which I think, to be honest with you, the, the people who live in the neighbourhood where it goes through at Notting Hill can't bloody stand it. Well, I know people that live there. They and hate they, it. They always either go away. Yeah. They said, you know, get to a point where you wake up in the morning and you know it's going to happen and you look out your window and there's thousands of people, people peeing in your garden. Oh, there was one woman opened her front door to discover somebody urinating yeah. against her front door. Yeah. I know. And you think, I'm sorry. You know, the moment it gets to that, you electrify the front door and you, you, these people die. I'm sorry. You know, it's just ridiculous that these people, you know, maraud for an area. I'm glad the sound systems are shutting down at seven at night. It's quite late enough, isn't it? Quite late for, enough. For people what, have got children. For what's supposed to be a street parade. It's supposed to be a carnival. Carnival. You know, you want to have a little party, get back to your own house. And also, yes, absolutely. And also, it was never meant to go into those extremes, were they? The great things. It was always a bit lovely, all about the float and the people and yeah. the contributions. I just and... hope that nobody is going to be stupid enough to use it as an excuse for more looting. I think they would be... Inc- because they will cancel it. They will cancel it full stop. And it's a big money spinner. It is a big money spin. It's a big headache for the police as well. Isn't it the biggest carnival in the world? Well, they say that, but to be honest with you, it'll be the same every year. You know, I've said year in, year out, you could play last year's programme. Uh, come the, the Tuesday after the carnival, mm. you'll have a picture of a jolly fat black lady wearing a policeman's helmet and dancing in front of him. <laughs> yes. She's the same woman who goes every year. Or, or a policeman carrying yes. balloons. Or a policeman with an ice carrying cream. balloons with his arms round, yeah. so, you know, some black kids or something like that. It, it's, you know, people do go out there to have a nice time, but there's always an element who get nicked for smoking drugs or for stealing. We've always. said every year, if you go to the Notting Hill Carnival, and it's coming up shortly, it's the bank holiday, I'm afraid you get me on the uh, on the Monday, which is the big day. I think Sunday is Children's Day, Monday is the big day for the mm. carnival, so the kids have their own. And we've said, if you're going, don't wear expensive jewellery, don't take your wallet, just take enough money that you need to get by. If you've got a travel card, take that, and keep your phone well out of sight. Because I don't want, I don't want you to be ruined for you by certain little people who will be looking to relieve you of your items. And also, if you're a young person and you think it might be funny to carry a knife mm. into a crowd like that, just remember what's happening to all these people that looted the shops and the sentences mm. they're getting yes. for stealing a packet of chewing gum. So if you're found in Notting Hill Carnival with any kind of weapon, they're going to bring Do. the arm of the law down on These you. These 14 and 15-year-olds, 40 people carry knives now, and they seem to carry it as a matter of course. I never carried a knife. Well, in fact, 
No, I didn't. I, I was trying to think. Somebody asked me the other day, Sam Pittis said, have you ever carried a knife? I said, no. He said, Swiss Army knife? And I, I said, remember. I think I might have had a Swiss Army knife, but you would never th- have thought in a million years to take it out and use it as a weapon. I didn't... I wouldn't even cross my... I just maybe carved me initials on a... Tr- <laughs> uh, you know, carved me initials. Really? Yeah. What, Steve Allen, will someone love me? No, you just <laughs> carve initials on a tree or you cut a bit of bark off or something like that. Never done but that you would either. never... You know, and you had the thing for taking a, a stone out of, um, out of sort of horses' hooves. <laughs> I've suddenly got an image of you in a constable oh, painting now. A pair of scissors there was on it. Little time. I was yeah, more fascinated. They still have them. They still have them. Yeah, I've got one at home. There's shops selling all different, a full range of them. Yes, different shapes, different sizes. Has that different got the little instruments? Swiss cross yeah, on it. The little I've cross, seen those. and they're red. Yes, I got sent one. The reason that I spoke to a couple of people once and they told me about the knife thing and one, one had a bit of a problem at school because they got caught with a knife. Yeah. And the reason that they had a knife was, well, they said, well, you know, I was in a situation where there was someone else at school and they had a knife and they threatened them and they thought that if they went in with a knife, they could at least turn around and say, well, I've got a knife too, so if you come at me, I will come at you. And that's how it all starts. Yeah. But we didn't have that kind of thing when we were at school, did we? No, Knives. We, no, we just didn't. Well, I, I, think, I don't know what we had. We didn't have anything at all. We didn't even in the have playground. fights. You did you have fights? Well, uh, there were we scuffles. No. Scuffles, not bad fights. I think I threw a desk at somebody once. Bad temper. Yes. Blimey. Many, no. many, many years ago. No, I never, uh, we never did anything. We just weren't, we weren't violent. No, no. You would worry about the consequence. You'd be worried, A, about being taken to the headmaster's office, which was, you know, which was tantamount to being sort of taken out and flogged, or, or failing that your parents would be told. Oh, well, they were. They would be called down to the school, oh, the parents. The humiliation. The humiliation. Uh, Adam in San Francisco says Tara Reid is a mm. failed American actress whose claim to fame is who she dated for a day and her drunken exploits in front of the paparazzi. Her fame is from her bad behaviour rather than acting in any role. In essence, a no-one in American pop culture. I thought she had a history of that, actually. She's a bit of a Lindsay Lohan. She's just a bit of a waste of space. But this is so low-rent, this this programme. Well, I did watch a a little bit of it last night, Mm. I must admit. And Brian Dowling's suit... Was a little straight. The trouble is, he obviously couldn't afford to buy anything new, and it, it's not easy when he hasn't worked for ages. But he does work quite a bit in Ireland. Then he should know? spend it on on clothes. Perhaps they're all wearing because they all do them because little Jeff Brazier, Jade Jade Goody's ex, wears clothes that are too small for him. So he ends up looking like a little something who sort of should be dancing around Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. Well, he was pre- presenting that OK program yeah. last night, and he has to be very very careful because. I know this sounds silly and you shouldn't think like this, but people do watch what you look like on television and he needs to get his makeup, whoever's doing his makeup, to sort out the lines at the He's side of his eyes. Bags. Well, they're not bags, but they're, 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 they're applying too much makeup in that area yeah. and it's bringing attention. And he's got these lines of skip and he's oh. only young. Yeah, but the trouble is he's, he's, he's going to look very odd because he's going <laughs> to look the same when he's about 50 and he's going to start looking like some half-crazed child mannequin. 
that sort of comes to life <laughs> late at night. You mean he might adorn Selfridge's Christmas windows one year <laughs> when he's 50? Carnival's been going for 40 years. Anybody who moved in after that is an idiot to complain. Well, um, unfortunately, and of course you have to remain anonymous because you know that we would unmercifully take the mickey out of you because quite clearly you're not the most intelligent person in the world. Um, it hasn't been going for 40 years around there, I don't think. And it certainly has taken a different route. And people, I'm sure, in the early days didn't urinate in people's front gardens. <laughs> and, they, and it certainly wasn't of the size it was. Exactly. And it's you're quite changed. right. Because that's like saying to someone, well, it's no good you moaning about the aeroplanes and living in Heathrow. When yeah. people moved to Heathrow 20 years ago, there yeah. weren't anywhere near as yeah. many aeroplanes Now there's, taking you know, off. one plane every, what it's there. well, I could sit and watch them. They say, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. I never complain about that. But I would complain. I don't complain about the Notting Hill Carnival if I lived in Notting Hill. But I would complain about somebody touching my property. That is out of order. They had a bloke on, on Christo this morning. I think he was one of those wind-up silly calls who claimed that he always travelled the tube and didn't pay. He would just sort of rush through the barrier behind somebody else. And we have that a lot in Twickenham because we've got a college there. Mm. But the police are very vigilant and they nick no end of kids who don't have travel cards or who are travelling fraudulently. It's amazing how widespread the problem is. But they always catch them at Twickenham. Interesting. Is, I know. It's like the end of the line. You sort of get off there and there's policemen there and we have automatic barriers. And the other thing is, you know, when you go through the barrier, even if the doors are open, you still swipe your card. Yeah. No, a lot of them don't. But why would you not? I suppose they would just want to get away with a fast one, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Well, because I, I don't know how much it is to go on the train now. <clears throat> well, the tube? Yeah. Well, it depends where you're going. Isn't it a standard, a standard price? No, 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 no. It's, oh, it's all different. zoned. Right, but it's standard on the buses, isn't it? The buses, I think, yeah. The bus is £1.10, I had a bus driver yesterday. Somebody cut him up as we were going around the bottom of the Strand. A torrent of four-letter words. I've never really liked it. There were women sitting on the bus, and he's effing and blinding. And I felt like going up and saying, excuse me, there's women... Who do you think you're talking to? The same way we had a bus driver the other day, and a woman gets on. She doesn't have a car, and so she pays whatever it is, the two pounds. Mm. Does he ring up and give her a ticket? No, he doesn't. So I'm, I'm now of the opinion he's thieving. From the company. It's only yeah. two quid, because most people have got the Oyster cards, but he, ne- he never gave her a ticket. And he looked at her in the mirror, and I was watching him, watching her, and she sort of stood there, and then he... he, he it's obviously, a trick is you put the money down, he then drives away, so you just walk off down the bus without your ticket, and, uh, and he, he gets away with two quid. But if an inspector gets on and says, good morning, tickets, please... I've never seen one get on our bus. Oh, I've had... We have, have them a lot, yeah. Never seen them. Check your Oyster card never on their little them. machine. Uh, Steve, there's a leading supermarket whose diesel is two pence cheaper than one branch than the other. Surely diesel should all be the same price. I think diesel's gone through the roof. Gone through the roof. Listen, we'll take a short break, and, uh, to the other side of that, we'll take more of your texts and emails. Good news about the Notting Hill Carnival. It's going to close at seven, and if you saw Celebrity, bit of a joke, big brother, do tell. Total Landlord Insurance. Morning, everybody. Friday morning, LBC 97.3. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. You're very welcome. Nice to have you coming. Have a good weekend. Uh, Dawn went off to the X Factor boot camp, and uh, it ended at approximately 3.30, but overran a tiny bit, she said. Went to 10 to 5. I felt sorry for the people queuing in the rain for the session after us. There were about 7,000 people at each session, two in the day, and uh, she had a very, very nice, uh, nice time. And she says as well, you've mentioned the lottery winner, Mikey Carroll, a bit lately. This is the revolting piece of work, ladies and gentlemen, who won about nine million or seven million some years ago and then proceeded. Uh, he'd been in trouble with the police over a series of uh, incidents. Anyway, uh, then proceeded to terrorise his neighbours by turning a field in a house that he bought next to his house into a dirt track. And uh, the next door neighbours didn't, didn't uh, enjoy that period at all. They had bonfires, drinking parties. He was just a vulgar, disgusting piece of uh, waste of space. Wife took a load of money and uh, eventually the money started running out. 
Uh, the police set up a hotline for people to complain about him. 300 complaints they got for Mikey Carroll. He turned up a couple of times on the television. He's a former bin man. And uh, then, luckily, all the money ran out. And uh, he's now spent it all, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, and then he was in the paper the other day, um, Mikey Carroll found hanged. Unfortunately, it wasn't, uh, wasn't to be so. It was a case of he'd attempted suicide... But then a friend of his had found him because a girlfriend had finished with him. But strangely enough, uh, at Richard Bacon's Beer and Pizza Club, being recorded recently, she's seen it twice now, Mikey Carroll was a guest. So he's mm. going to be popping up on television. You see, that's the trouble, Dawn. We put these lowlifes on television. People like Paddy Doherty, don't bother checking out his family background, and, uh, and on Richard Bacon, they put on Mikey Carroll. These people are bad news. You don't, you don't applaud stupidity. We should not put these people on television. We should not be putting them in the newspapers or putting them on any reality shows. It's now a case of this country, and we've got what we deserve. We've got reality shows with, pe- you know, Bank of Mum and Dad. We've got, you know, Teenage Rebellion, you know, p- people who think it's really funny to be abusive to their teachers and to people they work with and their parents, and we put them on television. They think they're clever. Mm, that's they're how we make programmes people. these days, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's disgusting. It really is. I've like had that. enough of it. And then when you look at the, at the low life, the low rent in the Big Brother house, there's nobody of any intelligence in here at all. Sally Burko might just about scrape in if she wasn't so blooming desperate. But Paddy Doherty, Tara Reid, <laughs> model Bobby Sable. You ever heard of him? No. No, me No neither. idea. He was working in Stoke Newington the other week, <laughs> I have to tell you. I like the way the guy in his intro, the, the boy from uh, Coronation Street, who's yeah. now completely escapes me already. Four episodes. Yes. He said that uh, when he was about 12, he was at a, a, a modelling shoot and uh, David Beckham walked out and David Beckham tapped him on the shoulder and apparently said... You should really be an actor. You'll be very good. Oh, Worst bit of advice anyone's given yes, anybody, say, really. Never take any advice from David Beckham on the acting department, <laughs> I'm afraid. Keep your mouth shut, David. Absolutely. I... So they're all in there, Jedward, Amy Childs, and there'll be no relationships because they're all either married or they're not interested. Or interested in each interested other. In anything at all, yeah. As you said earlier. But my odds are on Sally Burkow, definitely, to what, win. To win? Yeah. Oh, God, no. I think, well, why? There's something about her. I know you don't like her and you think she's a waste of space. I think she's got the word desperate. Well, I don't think so, because I think what she's trying to do is she's saying, hang on a minute, I am a woman, and this is the kind of people that she's going to appeal to, remember? All those 21st century ladies Mm. who are married, in relationships, and they've got careers of their own, because that is what she is like. She's supposed to say, you know, okay, my husband's the Speaker of the House of Commons. Well, that's his job. I'm going out, and I am me, and I'm going to do what I want. And apparently her husband just goes, oh, she's off on another one of her wrapping towels around her and gazing at the, the, uh, the River Thames kind of things again, because he was apparently dead against her going in there, and she said, I'm doing it for charity, and I'm doing it well, for me. Yeah, she's doing it for herself. <laughs> the charity bit is because they're absolutely minted anyway. Of course. The, this, this is a couple who spent 46 grand on the makeover of their flat in Westminster. Mm. I mean, she's got no concept of money. And, of course, she's engaged Max Clifford for 20,000 quid. yeah. 20,000 pound. That's what you call it. You know, Max don't come cheap. He's representing her while she's in the of Big Brother house. Of course he is. Of course he is. Because, that's, you know, he'll actually take a... It makes no difference to him. Max doesn't seem to ha- worry about anything like that. It's, no. it's a fee-paying gig. Absolutely. And he'll do it for the duration. Yeah. But how desperate to... does she have to be? She's tried everything else. She's tried draping herself in a sheet and made herself a laughing stop. <laughs> John Burko, as big as Thumbelina, has now gone hiding in India. He's too embarrassed to come home. It is holiday time, though. Yeah. He is on holiday. Yeah. She's come back. But all this garbage about I'm doing it for charity. She's Because in another paper she said, I'm doing it to, to prove that I've got opinions. I thought, well, you'd be a bit of a drip if you hadn't. Everybody's got an opinion. She got some big cheers, though, as she went in. They Did liked she? her. Oh, yes. They, they liked her is. very much. 
Oh, everyone knows who she is. Really? She's been in the papers all the time. Oh, I don't think. I mean, that the paparazzi man who went in sort of like yeah. a Coco the Clown. He, he does like. an idiot. I know. He always dresses like that with the Mohican in bright pink on, and everything else. Sky, read the newspaper, and you think. You're so sad and lonely, aren't you? You're so desperate. <laughs> so it's desperate. quite sad. He's Australian, isn't he? Yeah, so you'd have to be. They all look like that over there. <laughs> Not all of them. Fat and bloated. They are I'm the afraid. odd kangaroo that looks rather Time, chic. Tiny kangaroo down sport. You want another tinny? Yeah. <laughs> Stick it on the barbie. And Jedward, who I presume just jumped around. I don't think you could ever have a conversation with Jedward. No. I have had a conversation with Jedward. Mm. One of them. John. John speaks more than the other one. What, 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 one of them's Edward. not particularly bright. And the other one seems to speak for him, and one of them's a little bit camper than the other one. <laughs> they're both quite camp. They're both quite camp. Yeah. Yes, but they're, they're just. They're just... Hello, we're Jedward. <laughs> That's the worst thing you want to hear when you open the front door, isn't it? Hello, who's ringing my doorbell? Hello, we're Jedward. <laughs> Shut the door quick. <laughs> I think you'd invite them in for a cup of tea. But I, I, the, the trouble is. I've seen them playing around on television all the time, and they, are, they do become like children. Their mummy must have to smack their legs quite a lot and send them upstairs. So when eventually people go, will you just calm down a little bit, mm. OK, calm down a bit, then I want to see what they're like then. Yeah, but who's going to actually say that in the house? i tell you who might say it, Pamela. She might get irritated. No, Darren Lyons will say it to them. Who's Darren Lyons? He's the photographer. Oh, that, the man with the hair. Yeah, he'll, he'll actually say something. Kerry Katona, of course, will not want to be overshadowed. She's so used to taking uh, the, the limelight. Santa Spade, well, sage, she's yeah. got what's the name? The um, the Essex girl. What's her name? Amy Childs. Amy Childs she's in there. She's as thick as a plank. Well, they're they're kind of good. And I tell you, when um, the the buzzer went for, will someone please come to the diary room last Kerry. night? Kerry said, "Oh, I'll go. I'll go." And and Amy was very, very, very unhappy. Yeah. I'm so jail. I'm so jail. I wanted to be the first in there. Yeah. I the, and actually, the corridor is quite sensational. The house looks beautiful. But of course, beautiful. it's a set-up with Kerry going in the diary room. They had to get her in there to <clears> tell her to play like a diva. Yes. So she's now coming out and playing like a diva. <laughs> so no difference at all there. But she said to the big brother, she said, mm. actually, she said, oh, I wish I hadn't come in now. Yeah. So I'm not very good at I'm not sort of diva-ish. I'm not like that. Really? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Face down in the gutter Katona, <laughs> I think you are, love. <laughs> The trouble is, Amy Childs is managed, of course, by, by Claire from the agency, and Claire will be going, listen, you've got to make an impact on here. You've got to, because we, we've got to try and get you some, some work after this. And is Kerry not with Claire anymore? No. Oh, they, really? They, they, they've parted. She's not with the agency. Oh, no. so there's a sort of a slight conflict oh, going on between yes, those yes, two, yes. aren't oh, there? yes, yes, yes. Uh, who's oh, yes. going to come out I think out it was first. a case of Kerry said she didn't want to be controlled. Well, frankly, as she is so infantile... She needs to be controlled. She needs to be controlled. And Claire Powell was the one who, together with Neville, actually put her on the path to uh, fame and fortune, helped her earn money mm. when she'd completely wasted it up against the wall. It was, it's, I mean, she is just a no-hoper. She's a no-brainer. And even Max Clifford admits she's got no, no talent. She's famous for being Kerry Katona, which I think is a sad indication of how pathetic some of these people have become. And that's why this, I think, in terms of Big Brother, probably with the exception of, you know, of Jedward, who might liven it up a little bit, is so low-rent... It's, it's mm. an embarrassment. Why do we have to put two Americans in that we don't even know? Even my driver this morning said to me, what does Kerry Katana... Is she, why is she a celebrity? She doesn't do anything. What does she do? She goes on holiday and says she loves her kids, but then Peter Andre says that too. Iceland? Iceland. Well, she lost that. She should go to Iceland for a holiday. Yes, I wish she'd stay there. <laughs> I could quite see her in a, in a geezer. Push her in, in a geezer. <laughs> she'd like it. All right, we'll take a short break. It's uh, quarter past six. News headline, Sam Pittis. Two teenagers have been arrested after a 14-year-old boy was murdered in a park in Ponder's End. Morning, everybody. So a bloke who pinched uh, some Dunkin' Donuts 
gets 16 months in prison. Fantastic. As I say, it makes no difference to me whether it's 16 donuts or an entire shop or a Lamborghini. I couldn't really care less. Uh, what, what does annoy me are people who abuse the 999 system. It's there for an emergency. So they call out the other day. It was uh, the emergency call out every pari- paramedic dreads child in danger. Mm. They go rushing round in the ambulance uh, where a five-year-old uh, had gone into cardiac arrest and they feared for the worst until they arrived to discover that the youngster was, in fact, a cat. The owners had called out the paramedics for a cat to revive their five-year-old. Uh, anyway, it later died. And to be honest with you, they must be the stupidest couple in the world Honestly. to actually call out, you know, you call a vet... That these people are so stupid. I mean, they, even the uh, the ambulance man said he said we've been called out to some silly things, but nothing like this. I can't understand. They're obviously very sympathetic. They can't understand why they didn't call the vet out because they're stupid. But they should be given a bill for that. Absolutely. Because if they called the vet out, they'd get a bill. Yeah. And then so, but meanwhile, that ambulance is going to look after a cat when someone else is really not very it's well. It's called a lifeline. The nine 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 is there as an emergency. Your cat dying is not an emergency. You call the local vet. Yes, or the RSPCA yeah. or someone but like that. Of course, that. the reason they probably didn't is because you have to pay for that, don't you? Yes, vets you do. charge money. A lot of money. Yeah. Uh, vets are like private health, it's unless you've got insurance. Yeah, and pet insurance is very big. I think you can get it in the supermarkets now. Uh, they outed on the internet a short while ago, and I'm not sure where, really whether this is pleasant listening this morning, but uh, on Sesame Street, uh, Bert and Ernie yes, they were have get been married. outed. They were going to get married. There was going to be it was an online petition <laughs> calling for them to tie the civil partnership. And it says they all shared beds. But they never came out. These two have. Have they come out? Well, you, not, not more than because they're dead. Well, yeah, I, I think I thought... it's... Well, I'm, I'm not... No, I think they've been outed as gay because they seem to spend a lot of time... I don't think they are gay. They're, they're just characters in they're Sesame bachelors. Street. They're bachelors. Yes. But they've been friends forever well, you might as well say Waldorf and Statler sitting in the box on The Muppet Show are also a happily married old gentleman they couple. Are. They're gay as Very well, happy. aren't they? They're well, all gay. I don't know about them being gay, <laughs> but they're, they're definitely bachelors. Well, I'm they've sorry. They've never had any wives turned up. Tantamount to shooting somebody to even suggest that Bill and Ben and Pinky and Perky were indulging in things like that. And those two uh, were from the Muppets were always at the theatre, so they couldn't have had wives who were doing dinner for them at home. Yes, that's true. They did live in that box, didn't they? Yes. Pinky and Perky. We. Oh, wait a minute. Pinky and Perky. We belong together. That was their song. I worked with them. <gasps> and their voices went wrong. I, I actually, I interviewed Jeanne and Vlaster Dalibor. The people that operated The people them. that operated yeah. them, because they brought a DVD out when we were in uh, Fleet Street. Takes you back, Richard. And, um, and, and they came in, and the DVD, when you actually pushed the front of the DVD, it went, we belong together. <laughs> Fab. Yeah. I tried to find a film the other day, and it was a film that had had a bit of an effect on me. And, well, the two films, actually. You know, sometimes you sit at home and you think, I wonder if that film's available. And, and, um, and, and, and so I bought Paper Moon. Oh, yeah. Which I like, because it's Ryan, Ryan O'Neill and Tatum. Tatum. At their very best, about mm. a couple who go round, and their scam, their, their flim-flam people, mm. is they, they hoodwink people into buying a Bible. And they go into a town, and they go through the local paper, and they find somebody who's recently died... And then they get a little letter set thing and they print up in their Bible to my darling wife, Annie, lots of love from whoever it happens to be. And then they knock on the door and go, oh, is Mr. So-and-so in? No, of course he's not. And the wife goes, he passed over. And they go, oh, he ordered this Bible from us a short while ago. It's the deluxe edition. And (laughs) it's only a dollar or whatever it was, which obviously means a lot of money. And he had it inscribed to to Annie with all my love. And, of course, they all buy it. Of course. Everybody buys it. And their other scam, which I thought was such a clever one, 
is you you write on a note to Annie, lots of love, John. Mm. Okay, you go into a shop, and and it's a, a ten dollar bill or whatever it happens to be, and you give it over. Okay, you aren't Annie, you're you're somebody else, and then I go in with a normal dollar bill. And I buy an item, and you give me the change for a dollar. And I go, no, I gave you $20. And they go, I'm sorry, little girl, you gave me a dollar. And you go, but it's inscribed to me, dear Annie, lots of love from John on your birthday. So they go through the till and find it, which, of course, it is. But yes. it was handed in by somebody earlier on. Clever. Who's already had the $20, so they end up giving another $20. Very clever. Giving a few people a few ideas today. Don't try this at home. Don't try this Please. at home. Please. It's but a this, nasty this thing to do. This film is set in America, and it's, it's, it could be in a little place like Arkansas. And it's about a kid, and he's angry about nuclear war. He sees it on the news, mm. and it's, 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 it's the most moving f- picture I've seen in ages, and it's difficult to get hold of. I've managed to get hold of a copy on DVD, and that was the only one they had, and I've paid over the odds for it, because I wanted to see it again. And uh, this little kid watches all this thing about Russia and America, mm. and he wants them to stop using nuclear weapons. And so he, he starts a silent protest, he goes onto the pitch and he meets this 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 guy because it gets written about in a local paper and he's a he's a, a basketball player very famous basketball player and he he comes over and he gives him you know his support and this basketball player ends up losing his life i can't remember what happened but he ends up losing his life and so this kid stands on the pitch as a basketball player a little kid about 10 11 and he does a silent protest and he stands there and they're all going run and he just stands there so I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and he does this thing to his friend who's died. Mm. And before you know what's happened, all across America, like a wave of protest, kids do a silent protest against nuclear bombs. Mm. And it's just fantastic. It's a really super movie. Do you want a tissue? I nearly choked up. <laughs> because when he stands on the pitch, it's like that, that scene in <clears throat> Dead Poet Society where he stands on the desk at the end, you know... Making captain, a statement. Captain, my captain, stand down, goes this bloke. Mm. And, of course, they all stand up on the desk. Yeah. And Robin Williams goes, thank you, boys. And it's one of those moving moments where you Wonderful. watch it and you think, oh, and this little kid was so good. And, it's, and in the end, the president played, I think, by Gregory Peck, comes over, and they agree to sit down. Mm. And he sits down with the Russian president, and they say, listen, we've been brought together by a child, and we have to, to set back the nuclear weapons. And that's what they do. But it's this silent protest where the kids go to... And the m- mothers are saying, he hasn't said a word for a week. He's not said a word at all. It's a silent protest until they drop the nuclear weapons. Great film. Excellent. What's it called? I'm blown about <laughs> what it's called. <laughs> I've just... Honestly. I've, I've have to check out, because it came with two titles. Mm. And there was, there was one title in... In America, and there was a title in in this country, Europe, yeah. and I got sent it as a as a promo, um, as a promo yeah. film. So somewhere in my uh, in my vast repertoire, I have this film on on video, if you please, ladies. I'll find out what it's called, and then I'll I'll, I'll tell you. Because but it's it's difficult. If, if you've got a copy, you need to hang on to it. Because it, it's absolutely worth it. It's terribly emotional. And they often do that with films, don't they? America has a different title from here. I yeah. helped choose the poster for uh, A Fish Called Wanda. Oh, right. Because I used to do some work for the, the company. And Captain America, the most recent film that's, you know, one of the big summer blockbusters, that has been given a different name to, sh- to show in Russia because they wouldn't like Captain America. Yes. I think it's called Captain Fantastic or Captain Well, Superhero. we had Boss Cat and Top Cat, didn't we? Classic mm, example yeah, of name changing. But this is actually the title. There's a title of the film, and then there's the two people in it, which came out as the other title. So I'll tell you about that in a moment. Total Landlord Insurance. Did- 
Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. 26 minutes to 7 is the time. Don't forget Nick Ferrari and the team with you at 7 o'clock this morning. James Max, final time this week, because next week, next week sitting in, is going to be Jackie Smith. Yes. Jackie that, Smith. That's Jackie Smith. That's Jackie Smith. That's Jackie Smith. And in fact, mm-hmm. you can hear quite a bit of her because she's on with me in conversation, nine o'clock. Sunday, I can't remember what time is on now. Sunday evening, I think. Sunday nine evening. o'clock on Sunday evening. Yeah, the new ones go out in the evening. Yeah, the new ones they? go out at nine o'clock in the, the evening. Are in the so morning two, at six. And then uh, at six o'clock, you get the repeats from, uh, from last week. And uh, Nick this morning has got uh, Miranda Green. Uh, taking a look at the papers, we're, we're sort of finally. But it's, it's going to be split the papers, I think, over the weekend between a little bit of Big Brother. I don't know where they get their first eviction and uh, X Factor, which returns. He's going to be talking about the situation in Israel. Uh, Chris Lowry will bring you up to date with the weather as only he can, because uh, it's it's a bit. We've had some serious flood problems throughout the country. Absolutely, Parts of Devon and Cornwall, which is absolutely decimated. And you always get a picture of somebody marooned on a bench. Somebody yeah. mar- and you think to yourself, you know, what are, what are you doing on that bench? Get but away from it. You shouldn't have gone anywhere near it. An enormous amount of rain fell yesterday yeah. well, in Bournemouth. Really? Have you seen the pictures of Bournemouth? Well, Bournemouth's actually washed away. And really? I just, and I decided yesterday that, um, I had an afternoon off yesterday, and I thought, do you know what? The weather's so awful. It's so dark and I dismal. this. I don't, we were probably asleep or you'd well, have a bottle of Pinot Grigio or doze, something. Dozing, I think. But I, I came out of the house and I thought, I'll just go up there and I'll go to the pictures. Yeah. Like you do. Three what, o'clock the in the afternoon. Well, it, no, well, it wasn't outdoor pictures. It was indoors. Oh, I was going to, go to the outdoor. Odeon. You have to go outdoors to get into indoors. But I did. And this is what happened. Yeah. So I go to Marks and Spencer's in Muswell Hill, where they've got a nice car park at the back. And where Muswell Hill is, is the highest point of London. Right. And the water was gushing. I couldn't get out of the car to buy the ticket. So you I should sat- have gone out in any way. Oh, why? Because you're not good in rain. You know it's, it's <laughs> not pointless. Good. It ruined my hair, you I can tell you. You should have gone out there. It's dangerous. So, so I eventually got out of the car and I thought, well, I'll pay £3.50 because it might be two hours on the film. So I got back in the car, went up the hill, and it's very, very steep. Anyone knows that area. It's really hard. I had the rain lashing. By the time I got halfway along the high street, I looked like someone had poured a bucket of water over me. Oh. And I eventually got into the cinema and I said... The poor girl said to me, she said, I've got some tissues somewhere, sir. Would you like them? I said, I think I'm beyond tissues, but bring me a blanket. And I said, can I have one of those nice... They've got those lovely sofa seats in our audience. I can't believe you went out in the rain. It's tipping down with rain. You're telling me it's like a monsoon, and you go, I think I'll go to the cinema. <laughs> yeah, but I couldn't sit in my house is that? any Why? longer and watch that rain and the darkness. Well, turn on the it television. Dr- it dr- Why? Because then you can watch moving pictures. I don't want to watch moving pictures. I'd listen to the radio, I'd listen to all sorts of LBC. And I thought, no, I'll go to the cinema. So I went to the cinema, and I was so glad I did. Well, a, I was the only one in there. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I was alone. People, even the woman on the <laughs> cash is going, somebody in. <laughs> hoping to go home early today. She gave me a posh seat for the old prize. Yeah. Thank you very much. It was only you there. It was only me. And I watched The New Planet of the Apes. Oh, right, yeah. Which is different from the original, because this one is, they're all ape. The other one, they were just heads. Yeah, it's amazing, this yeah. film. It was really Clever good. graphics. It's fantastic. I don't know how they're doing it. And it's all to do, all done through the eyes. Yeah. It's all the expression in the eyes. I think I'll watch it. Wonderful, it, wonderful not, film. Is there a story to it? Oh, totally, yeah. And it's oh, brought right. up to date. It's about Alzheimer's. It's about somebody oh. who's working as a researcher in a pharmaceutical company who's got a dad who's got Alzheimer's. Are there normal and, people in it, or is everybody ape? Oh, no, no, no. It's all normal at the beginning, the first part, and... The Redwood Trees is a great advert for San Francisco. Yeah. Amazing. It makes you want to go back to San so Francisco. So it's got humans Redwood and trees. apes. Yes, and the apes. Of course, it's all about how the apes overpowers power the humans. Oh, Lord, and it's, but that. I had a tear. Really? There was one moment. Caesar, the main character Caesar, mm. 
became my new best friend. I thought, I'm up... Because you're obviously on the ape side, aren't you? No. The humans are awful. I don't think so. I Nasty. don't know. I haven't seen it. Nasty people. You must see it. You'll okay. really, really like it. I recommend it. If it rains today... Go Stay to the in. pictures. Stay in. Go to anybody phoning up saying, cinema. on your recommendation, I went out, the car was washed away. Thank you very much <laughs> indeed. Don't go out if it rains. When I got back to the car park, it was the only, car, of course only it is. car in the car park. Everybody else with any sense has stayed in. <laughs> uh, Infinity are playing at the Fox and Duck in Petersham on Saturday. I mentioned that yesterday, I'll mention it again today. I think it starts about 9.30. Big Brother's not the same without Davina. Luke's listening in uh, Thailand. Just eat some Thai food today. And, uh, and Dee says, got a huge birthday tomorrow, 40. I'll That's be wearing black one. with my best friends at a well-known London restaurant. So off to KFC again, then, I should imagine. Uh, Steve Jedwood, more like Deadwood. And Sue says, I think you're so funny, bless you. You're religious or something, this <laughs> bless you thing. She says, but can you tell me, do you like anyone? I don't like you. So there you go, solve that problem. You're so it? nasty. We like Sally Burke. We don't like Sally Don't, don't put me in that category. No, but, well, you're always using the, the royal we. No. I'm using the royal we. We don't like I'm her. going with Sally Burke. She's an Burko. attention seeker. Well, that's what they're all in there for. Well, it is true, but I and like her. You have spent two hours talking about but it. But what is her talent? She's no talent. You don't have a talent. Oh, but at least she's me. well known. And Kerry Katona has a talent, does she? What does she do? Paint she's nails? She's well known for a as well, but you thought Sally Burke would have a bit more intelligence not going down the same route of you've got no talent. What are you doing there? Well, maybe she's going to go in and bring Perhaps a little sophistication to this, to this thing. I don't think she's sophisticated. I've heard her doing the papers oh, uh, before. But nobody is sophisticated in Ghastly. there. Silent Voice is the film. Silent, Silent Voice. Voice. Silent Voice. Sounds, uh, Check lovely. it out. It's, it's, it's a real weepy. It's a real weepy, weepy film. And uh, apparently, oh, Diana Lamplew has died. That's uh, yes. Susie Lamplew's mother. I worked with Diana Lamplew, and um, she was 75. She, she never saw stroke. justice for a daughter. Yeah, no. 75, very good innings. And uh, nice, nice. And, and I have to say that the the speech by the or the, the broadcast of mm. the girl who watched her husband killed by the shark. Yeah, that was a bit moving. It was very, yeah. very moving. And she's very, you know, she's quite brave to do that at, at this sort of stage. I mean, she's I wouldn't go swimming in the sea. I never go swimming in the I sea. I never go swimming in the sea. I'm sorry. No. There's a swimming pool. You know, I'm going swimming in a pool. And that's why they have them. I always say to somebody, you're swimming in the sea, you've got no idea what lurks in the depths that comes hurtling out at the speed of an express train. Yeah, have you ever watched David Attenborough programmes? Yeah. But of course, you know... Sharks attack people who are... Di if it sees a diver and he's wearing black and he's got flippers on, they think it's a seal. They don't know what it is. No, and also they're attracted by noise, aren't yeah. they? There's all sound and don't splashing. Don't swim in the sea. Yeah, the only thing about it is, Steve, that, you know, places like the Seychelles, they're honeymoon destinations, the water is... You should be in the sea anyway if you're on honeymoon, should you? Clear as a bell, the snorkelling is sensational. I mean, hang on, it's not just the Seychelles. This happened a, few, yeah. a month ago in the Seychelles. And don't you remember the sharks yeah. in the Red Sea? Yeah. How that affected, you remember the sharks? Because yeah, they, were they throwing, were feeding them. They, well, they were throwing dead sheep How over How dumb them. are they? Stupid, attracting the sharks. So you've got people swimming here... And then out there, you go out, and, and to attract the sharks in, so you can see what a shark looks like, they drop animals over the side. Yeah, but they also do things. What about the people that go into cages yeah. and want to come face-to-face -face with the shark? Well, what the about shark the people attacks? in China who go to the, uh, the theme parks there to watch the lions being fed, and you can buy an animal. You uh, can buy, you know, if you haven't got much money, a sheep. If you've got a bit more money, mm. you can buy a cow. Yes. And they tip a live cow out, which stands there, and the, and the, the lions go... It's dinner. Barbaric. That it's is. Barba and people stand that and watch is it. Terrible. Terrible. Well, we actually story. watch it, don't we, in television programmes? There's a bit about Sally Burko by Jan Moyer today, writing in the uh, Daily Mail. She says, Celebrity Big Brother and the X Factor are back this week, and already my resolve not to watch any more reality television shows disappearing faster than one of Simon Cowell's spinach smoothies. 
However, one thing's bothering me. Sally Burko has said she's going into the Celebrity Big Brother house because it's an anti-establishment thing to do. Sally, please, she says. Do it for love. Do it for money. Do it for charity. Do it to, to slake the fame thirst that rages through you like a spring torrent. Do it to annoy your husband, whom you can never forgive for becoming a Tory. Not that he's a very convincing Tory, but never mind, she says. Do it for a laugh. Do it for the hell of it. Just please don't do it to impress everyone with what you clearly feel is your anti-establishment street cred. Appearing on CBB is not an act of rebellion. In fact, reality television is just like the reduced-to-clear shelf in your local bakery. Any old tart can be on it. So take part if you must. Just don't pretend you're taking part in a revolution. And so say all of us. <laughs> Paper Moon is my all-time favourite movie. I wanted to be Addy, says Sarah in Croydon. I think Lucian could do well, says Beth in Big Brother, as he was only in Corrie for a few episodes, but he's got a lot of fans from his longer time in Waterloo Road. Waterloo Road? Blimey. Mm, How many years ago was that? No, that's, that's only... That's still on. Is it? Mm. Oh, right. Waterloo what I noticed about Brian's suit was the jacket was so short and it didn't fit, did it? That was the trouble. You see, Brian, I think, he's like a lot of people who put on weight... He refuses to accept the fact and go up a size. I think in his case, perhaps three sizes up. But, Brian, do 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 change the outfit, dear. You're looking a little bit like a little porky queen on the television. <laughs> Leave it's not him attractive. alone. He's a dreadful presenter. Oh, this is awful. He's not that bad, actually. You have to say that, don't you? I don't you? have to. You do so. No, 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 so. no. I you don't do have to. So. And I watched it last night, and yeah. I would tell him, i say, Brian, you were rubbish. He wasn't that bad at all, Steve. Was, I've, I've had nobody what, saying anything good about him no at all. It was no different from Davina. Oh! <gasps> Start building it. the gallows, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> in Leicester Square, public hanging, you're all invited. I don't care. I said it. He was all life. right. I tell you who was on the television yesterday. Oh, I'm so sorry to mention it. Um, it was... I mean, I, I sat there, and it was, it was a little programme with, with um, um, what, the, uh, Brazier, little, little Jeff Brazier, Jeff Brazier, wearing his little Lord Fauntleroy suit again. <laughs> yes. And sitting next to him was the fattest woman <laughs> in the shortest skirt I've ever seen. Right. A skirt that was quite cle clearly designed for somebody of a much smaller nature. And it turned out to be Vanessa Foltz. Oh, and yeah. There she what on earth was she wearing? The hair's gone to pieces now. It's all, it's really rat's tails. But she's wearing this skirt, which I think must have been designed for a 15-year-old. Certainly not an old woman of 70, which perhaps, she is, I think, now. it was one of her daughters. I've never seen like it. It was, it was... Well, that must have been that OK television thing. It was dreadful. Because he was on there with another girl. I don't know who the blonde girl was. No, with, nobody with does. Jeff. No. And they were looking back at other celebrity uh, big brothers. They put on Alex Reed. I'm sorry, Alex. A, you've got nothing to say. B, do you think you could have a shave, Popsy? And then at the end, they put down... Who was that? She was in a, a little band or something. Is I can't remember what her name is. Who? She d I don't know who she is. Can't remember. Ghastly woman. But anyway, as for Jedward, surely they're nine, not 19. Sorry? Who's not ready? Oh, right. I didn't think it was ready. <laughs> Why are you telling me it's not ready? I don't care. Uh, as for Jedward, surely they're nine, not 19. No, they're 19. They really are. They are, they? yes. And that Bark woman, nobody will ever love her as much as she loves herself. Bark, is she... It's, she's not Barbara Bark's no, daughter. What, Pamela? No, she can't be. Because Bark so. isn't, you know... Yes, no, I don't think... But, but Barbara Bark is married to... Why is she Star. Bark Hoff, then? Hoff, Well, because whatever. a lot of people in America hang on to their names to try and make sure that they can get work. Or money later. Or money later. In her case, I think she's probably... I mean, she hasn't had any work, but she says she wants people to know who she is <clears> rather than, you know, she's just the Hoff's ex-wife. Yes. Which, of course, is how we know her. But she's an ex-wife. Yes, yeah, she's, she's an ex-wife. She's not the wife. She didn't even get custody of the okay. kids. 
No, he's he, got those. He has them. He's, he's uh, dragging them around in these two ghastly yeah. old bags who can't sing for a toffee. <laughs> and unfortunately, as they've said in the paper today, love is not only blind, but deaf as well, I'm afraid, <laughs> because they're just an embarrassment. But there you go. 14 minutes to seven. With the news headline, Sam Pittis. Two teenagers have been arrested after a 14-year-old boy was murdered in a park. app is available now. Morning, every Nice to have your company. Nine minutes to seven. Greetings from hot and humid France, Steve. We'd like to wish Bryn, you know, oh, Bryn and Bryn Annie, and Annie yeah. it's a very happy birthday for him tomorrow. Uh, they're in France for a few more weeks. He's had a rotten time of it. He's got a trap nerve in his back. Very talked painful. about trap nerves earlier on. So he's hobbled around. He's not a very good patient, I can well imagine. So uh, luckily he appears to be on the mend and hopefully back to normal soon. Apart from that, all's well. He's been offered a job next year on March the 15th, which will be the 62nd anniversary of his first ever job as a Toastmaster, which was at the Perforated Paper Company. Imagine that. He's thinking that maybe next year he might hang up his famous red coat and gavel and enjoy a more leisurely life. Possibly here in France. We'd be delighted to have him here on a permanent basis. So lots of love, Bryn. From, uh, from Annie as well, and from us, and from Anne, Tracy, Paul, Tim, Chloe, Josie, and Cameron. So have a lovely, lovely day tomorrow. As I say, if you've got the bad back, I suspect you're going to spend most of it resting, and so you should, you're entitled to. But have a very, very happy birthday for tomorrow. Uh, Sally Burko says Sally and Highgate is vile. I don't like them at all. Uh, <laughs> see? I mean, I, th- I think people have an opinion. When they watch somebody on the television, we want people to... You know, to have something to put forward to say, this is what I do, I'm a, I'm a good actor. Not just, I'm sort of jumping on a bandwagon mm. to make a career on the back of my husband, I'm afraid. I don't, I well, just don't see it. That's what she's trying not to do, isn't she? So yeah. you can go in and see her for what she really is. And I don't are... care what she is. But Why you... should we want to see her for what she is? Don't make me angry this morning. No, but you I'm have to. No. Why? But because... Who cares about the others? Well, I, you might I as well don't care about the others. Have someone in there with a little bit of guts. But she hasn't got any guts. She's well, got no more guts yet, than you. You don't know yet. You've seen her. Have Who you? cares about her? Yes, you, nobody cares. But you're bringing her up. Yeah. I'm going to bring this up. People that didn't make the grade. Gary the trolley dolly says Brian was awful. John. I'll be quiet. See, he says uh, I'll Amy tell him. to win. Who the to win? Amy to win. Oh, Amy. Yeah. Well, I think she's up there. Definitely. Michelle, well, she's certainly up there. She's going to be very manipulative. She's not intelligent enough to be manipulative. I know. That's what worries me. She's not, that's but she trouble. could be very manipulative. Michelle Heaton was the other girl on the set. She and I'm so claim to fame. Nothing. She hasn't exactly got a lot of brains in there to go with. There's no There's brains. There's no one in with, apart from maybe Sally. She might have a brain. I'm totally convinced by that, I'm afraid. You're not. I mean, I just, I just think that she's, she's desperate to make something of herself, because quite clearly, up until now, all she's managed to achieve is three, three children and be married to John Burko, which is quite enough for most people. Just leave it alone, dear. You haven't got any more talent. You couldn't go into politics. Nobody was interested. Three children's quite an achievement. Well, then stay at home with them. <laughs> They've all gone stay to in, university, stay at home. Vote her they? out, ladies. Get rid of her. Get rid of her straight away. Don't get rid of her Vote yet. her out. Vote, don't, vote Jedward. <laughs> no, Edward keep Drown. Jedward in. They'd be great well, I think fun. they have to stay in. I think it's in their contract. Somebody said they're not coming up for eviction. Not what? Who isn't? Edward. Ever. I don't think so. I think there was a piece in the paper the other day that said they were going to put some sort of clause in and they, they can't touch their hair or something. Oh, because oh, he's got no. the, the hair lacquer. Can't wait to see what they look like first thing in the morning. Perhaps we can have, you know, two <laughs> boys do it. Do you think they'll manage it by themselves, ladies and gentlemen? Or do they'll have to have somebody coming in doing it? Do you think it's sponsored by Elnet? Well, they might have, well, well, we're going to see can, and that's, use a can of hairspray. To apparently, anyway. yeah. They said they've got about most of their luggage is hairspray. I hope well, it'll be very interesting. Underwear. Can they do it well, the themselves? Hair. I don't think they can do anything. Well, it's not difficult. Even I could make my hair look like that. I don't think they're, they're not bright enough. Well, perhaps one of the girls will children. Kerry and uh, Amy will turn into the, the Jedward hairdressers. 
They'd love to do hair. Doesn't Amy run a beauty salon or something? Oh, dear God, does she? Well, that's what Looking she does like in that, that. programme. Looking like that. <laughs> Looking like Blimey. that. Look. That's an embarrassment. I'm more interested in the fact that the costumes worn by John Wayne as Marshal Rooster Cogburn, or Coburn, mm. coming up for sale. All right. And they reckon that his... Uh, it's one of his most famous... I've never even heard of the film. Neither have I. I'm afraid. I don't do worse. £100,000. You can get the cowboy hat, the shirt, the waistcoat, the jacket, the trousers, the boots, the iconic eye patch being sold by his family. They reckon the hat alone will fetch 30 grand. His mm. family are auctioning 400 items, including his Golden Globe for Best Actor, which is valid at £50,000. In other words, they've obviously fallen on hard times. Yes. How's he selling your father's stuff? Lots that I do. found absolutely... I mean, it's very nice that this stuff is around, but to be honest with you, you know, selling it is all... I wouldn't sell it. I never sold anything of my parents. No, I wouldn't, wouldn't sell even... the Golden Globe, would you? No. I'd want that there. You'd want that said that was my dad's... But there's 100,000 quid, they reckon, for the... For mm. the you think, how much money... I don't know how much money he left. Well, I'm not exactly. Sure. I remember he was a big star a long time ago. When there wasn't a huge amount. And well, he went Bert, earning. Bert Reynolds had been kicked out of the house at 74. Exactly. Because he can't pay his mortgage. And the other man, the man that's more modern, he's had problems with finances, Who's hasn't that? he? The man that was in Moonstruck and um, Mandolin, the, the Mandolin one in Kefalonia. He had terrible financial troubles. I can't remember his name. What is he, an actor? <laughs> He's a very famous American actor. Cream donuts? Have you wandered very into the realm of... Very famous American actor. Really? And he's yeah. fallen on hard times as well. He's had a real struggle with finances, spent too much money. Well, and... Danny Baker, classic example. You know, when he had his, uh, his, his cancer scare, he, he borrowed money from Chris. Mm. Nice to know you've got a friend that can lend you 30 grand, so if, if all of a sudden anything happens, I'll be coming around to tap you for a bit of money. <laughs> That's I've a, got a coin jar at home. I can stick it out the front door for oh, I love you. love a coin star. <laughs> love a coin star. Actually, I've saved up my money. I'm going to take, take my brother as a special treat when he comes back from holiday. Anyway, that's it for today. Thank you very much indeed to, uh, to John. Pleasure. Who will be back. He says, uh, Gary says, John is the one-man Sally campaign. He is. I'm afraid I think he's, uh, you know, nothing will be happening. Uh, so, Bryn, have a great day tomorrow. Have a lovely, lovely day. I hope the weather's better for you there. I hope it's going to be good today. We'll find out about our weather from Chris Lowry with Nick Ferrari and the team after seven. I'm back on Sunday morning, the repeat of In Conversation between six and seven. Uh, then Sunday breakfast. Lord knows what we've got lined up for you on that, but it'll be entertaining. No doubt somebody would have been kicked out of the Big Brother house. We've got X Factor, which will have started on Saturday. Mm. So we'll have that to talk about as well. And uh, all your texts and emails and everything else. So we look forward to that. Don't forget to go to the LBC website later, check out the uh, the podcast and the blog, and find out about podcasts. It's too cheap. I keep telling them I'm too cheap. You can't, you know, make it that cheap. As little as £2, you can download everything. And then the brand new In Conversation at 9 o'clock on Sunday evening, which will include Jackie Smith. Have a great weekend, everybody. Look forward to talking to you on Sunday. Nick and the team with you at 7. First of all, it's the business update with Sam Pittis. Thank you, Steve. The FTSE will open